Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh-huh. I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock, look at the view from the top, researching rookies a lot, no, I just be listening to pods, yeah, one in particular, I'm just a messenger, let me just pass on the rock, browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing, what he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things, and there's Dennis the Bennett, yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Sly as a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round table come take a look at the crown baby go hello and welcome to a super bowl friday edition of the fantasy football roundtable podcast nothing brings people together like a super bowl party and that's what we're going to be doing on today's show we're going to be looking at some fun props and then we are going to be talking all things game i'm joined by matt and dennis how are you guys preparing to celebrate this weekend I'm just preparing to be off of work because I've been home like 15 minutes. Like, let's fire up the show. Let's talk Super Bowl. The game is Sunday. I'm just trying to make it to Sunday. Then I'll have some like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm an old fuddy-duddy. I'm going to sit at home with my buffalo wing Cheez-Its, my hummus, my whatever I decide to go with, probably order a pizza. Who knows what I'm going to do? But I'm, there's no line for the bathroom. I just got a brand new chair a couple of weeks ago. It's going to be glorious. Yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. It was um, missed the show last week due to the wonderful, wonderful weather going on down here in Texas. So uh, I actually took today off uh, for those of you who are big into to video games. Uh, the new Harry Potter games have been out for the couple of days. So me and my sons have been playing that a lot. I've been I've been. Doing that with them has been a nice, fun little bonding you experience. You took a day off of work? 
Oh, well, I needed a day off. I've got like 160 hours saved up. And I was like, yeah. what better way to take off a Friday than to just be done with work? I, we, well, I, I know work. you need a day off. You need a day off all the time. You just never take any time. Well, no. Yeah, I felt like it was a good reason to. My kids were out of school today. So I was like, why not take the day off, spend the day with the kids? We've been doing that, relaxing. I mean, worked 70 plus hours in an ice storm last week with uh working Saturday. It's just, it is miserable. So, but I am excited about the game. I can't, uh, I think it's gonna be a very good game. Obviously Fiegel, Fiegels, man, I was going to, I don't, I don't know why I was going to, you were just bringing back the classic New York giants punter, Jeff. Philly and Eagles, the Eagles and the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a really great game and I'm excited to talk about it. I, I'm going to a friend's house. We'll have pizza wings. So I'm, I'm excited, excited to, to get a chance to watch it. Yeah, unlike you guys, I do have to work on uh, Sunday morning, but I should be off well before the game starts. And then we're going over to a friend's house as well. And uh, first of a couple of back-to-back big days from for me and Lindsay getting out of the house to party, going to a Super Bowl party. And then we're going to uh, a critics premiere for Ant-Man on Monday night. So. Oh, you'll have to let me know how that works out. That, uh, I can't wait. I've got to figure out a way to go see that next weekend. I can't. Uh, I just... <laughs> Like you got old. the hours, take a day off work. Uh, I already took off one Friday. I can't get yelled at. Dang, you know what? Well, my bosses don't listen to this. We have this stupid policy rule where you can't take off just one day. You have to do two days. So I made up a reason to be off today. So like a, a more important family reason. You should have taken Friday and Monday so you could recover. Oh, from oh that's the thing. You can't even do that. You can't split it over a weekend. It's got to be consecutive <laughs> days. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So now, I don't want to take off Thursday and Friday next week. I, I'll probably go see it Sunday. It's just, it's been just a crazy, like, I. so I just watched uh, Wakanda Forever last weekend when it dropped on Disney+. Plus. I, I still had not had a chance to watch it, finally watch that, but I feel like I can't wait for Ant-Man to drop on Disney+. Plus. I've got to go see it in theaters. So. It is nice when we get to this part of the, the football season because, you know, we do Dynasty and Draft and college and so the football season doesn't really ever end but it has a slower period than per se august to yeah. january yeah yeah that's one thing i am like i still haven't quite figured out how to tell my wife i'm going to be gone for multiple hours sunday to go watch the game because she believes football is over with and i haven't like done a lot of like didn't really and watch the pro Bowl. the nfl before. doing no favors by sticking the super yeah, bowl on valentine's day weekend NFL causing, you know, that uh, the 50-50 divorce rate to shoot up over the past couple of years. I'm pretty sure it's the third year in a row that it's been on Valentine's Day or right around it. So, Like, oh, you guys made it through the season? Hold my beer. Speaking of that, Roger Goodell this week uh, gave a State of the League address. I know you guys were probably riveted to that, watching it live, had the popcorn out. One of the fascinating things he said is that the officiating in the NFL – has never been better. Dennis, agree? Disagree? I, so I'm going to agree because of the simple fact that I don't watch every single game. And while we get more and more access and with replay, we see more and more, there are more angles and more things happening. Do we really think that these things didn't happen before? Of course they happened before. We just weren't as aware. When you get when you would get like one afternoon game and one 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 early game, one late game and Monday night football and that was all you could see out of, you know, what, 16 games or or 
what, 15, 16 games in the week, and you literally could only watch three. Maybe I'm dating myself here. Um, but no, I think it's it's an inexact thing because you've got monsters moving at high speed, making decisions on the fly. You've got 22 big, strong variables. So it, it's like it's like watching the electrons and neutrons out there bouncing off each other and trying to figure out like which ones are doing what they're supposed to. Are they following a pattern? It's as good. It, you know, could it be better? Of course, it could be. Would full-time referees make it better? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. They, I think the big thing they need is probably they've got some younger one. They could get go younger, make it more enticing for for guys. But you're going to miss calls in the trenches because guys, referees aren't going to run in there and get that close. And if if you're a a, a back judge or an umpire, what you're looking at ten guys and you're you're you. There's probably three or four fouls happening. Maybe you see one. Maybe you don't. It, it's it's up. I mean, what what the hell did we expect him to say? Man, it's a shit show out there, and I feel for you people. No, of course he's going to say, it's as good as it's ever been, maybe better. We just see more because we have access to a bajillion cameras every game. We can go and, like, literally, we can buy the NFL – package and we can watch every the entirety of every single game every week and we couldn't do that before yeah i'm kind of in the middle on the on his statement i I don't think that he's necessarily lying to us i do not think it's it's better than it ever has been but i also don't think if you believe it it is. I've lied a lot of things that I believe. I still know in the back of my head somewhere. I know that that's, that it's a lie, even if I believe it. Uh, I, I do think that it, it definitely could be improved. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. And I think he probably could have said that and people would have respected the statement more. Even if he said it's a lot better than what is perceived, but it could be better. Like, I think that statement rings a lot better. and doesn't ring as hollow as that it's better than it ever has been. But I do kind of agree with Dennis on the part that like, a lot of these bad calls, I think, get expounded so much because of social media. It's things like, I'll just going to, and I feel like comparing this to refereeing is not necessarily the way I want to go, but I, I don't really know how else to ex- explain it. When I was growing up, I was playing out in my neighborhood till like the streetlights went out and came home and never once worried about anything bad happening to me. Now you get out on the world of social media and if your kid walks out your house, people are talking about they're going to get murdered. They're going to get kidnapped, all this stuff like because social media has expounded what's technically been going on all this time, but we growing up never really knew about it. There's as Dennis mentioned, cameras ever. All these games are tele. You can watch every single game. Thanks to Sunday ticket. You don't have to miss a game if you don't want to. That has expounded on the probably very few mistakes the referees at the end of the day actually make. And back in the day, we only found out about one or two of them because those are the nationally televised games. So I don't think the refereeing is as bad as social media and all this other stuff. Now, has there been some really bad calls in big moments? Yes, but that shouldn't just because there was one bad play and one bad referee calling the AFC championship game. And I guess it happened in the pro bowl. I didn't watch what happened, but I saw Devontae Adams comments like that shouldn't then say it's very much what have you done for me lately? Because those last two things, the last two things we remember of referees, it's like, oh, the referees are bad. No, they actually probably had at least a good season. We're just kind of picking on the few things that happened, a few bad things that happened. I will say 
he might be correct, but unlike Dennis, I don't think Roger Goodell believes anything he ever says. Two, I think it was an incredibly stupid thing to say regardless because there was no way it was going to do anything but invite ridicule and criticism, especially in the wake of an AFC championship game that was fairly poorly officiated. Well, but Roger Goodell's job is to sell is to the be an NFL. idiot for the NFL. I mean, he he is you know he's Lex Luthor. He's the bad guy. He's you know he's oh who's the fucking dude from Star Trek or Star Wars? Con oh Darth Vader. Con Darth, oh, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. That's Roger Goodell. That's what his revealing if he comes that, out, I, that I know way too much about all of the nerd franchises. You're welcome, America. <laughs> if, if well, I just forget because I'm old. That's all that was. <laughs> He, his job is to come out and, and you know keep the the NFL is a 365 day a year endeavor now and part of the reason is Roger Goodell he's got things spread out there's always something going on you know we're already talking about how many days until the combine and how many days until the draft and you know many can't it's it, it's just going. Well, there's not that many days until the combine now because they keep pushing the Super Bowl later. Pretty soon it's going to be Super Bowl combine weekend combined. It may be because they'll add a couple more games to the regular season. It's His job is to, to get it out there and keep it out there and keep it on the front of everybody's mind. And the world loves a villain. And Roger Goodell has strapped on his black cape and he's like, I'm the villain that everybody needs. And he goes out there and he slays it and he's paid handsomely for it. I'm just glad you said cape after straps yeah. on. Yeah. I'll, like I'll say this. Uh, I actually don't think like, I, I don't disagree with what you said, Matt. I, I do think it was semi stupid of him to say, I also just don't think he cares anymore. No, it, you right. can, there's a very different Roger Goodell compared to the one in the past. You could tell the booing when he first was there for those first couple years like affected him. I don't think he cares anymore. And I hate to compare him to like Batman, but as, as Dennis just mentioned with the Cape thing, like you could go to that, the Batman quote at the end of the dark night, like he'll be, he'll, he's okay. Being you either die a hero. Or yeah. Like he's, to see yourself I think, become the I think he's fine being the bad guy here. I think he's fine being Batman at the end. Like I, I can be the person you well, need me to be like, I, and I he doesn't work for dollars a year and I'll be your bad yeah, guy. Exactly. I mean, you want to pay me that he much doesn't... money. I'll go out and be like, this is the best refereeing in the world. You have to give me 50 million. Give me five and I'll be the bad what guy. What are you losers going to do yeah, about it? Huh? Exactly. Well, and you're right. At the end of the day, he works for the owners. And as long as he's making the money, I don't think they care. Uh, the other big thing that happened was NFL honors. I'm going to go over the winners of the major awards, and then um, we'll start with you, Matt, and then move to Dennis if there's one that kind of stood out to you. Uh, Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson, had a pretty good year for Minnesota. Defensive Player of the Year was Nick Bosa for the 49ers. The Rookie of the Year awards, both offense and defense, went to the Jets. Garrett Wilson getting it as a receiver for the Jets. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Sauce Gardner getting the Defensive Rookie of the Year for the Jets. Brian Dable gets Coach of the Year for what he did with the New York Giants. Patrick Mahomes gets the NFL MVP award, which is a regular season award. And then Dak Prescott, the Walter Payton Man of the Year. So, Matt, which of those uh, stood out to you? Uh, I love that Garrett Wilson and Sauce got the 
rookie of the year awards. I felt like those were very well deserved. Um, I assume it was a little bit tongue in cheek with all the Brock Purdy talk, but I know it, it felt like a lot of people wanted Brock Purdy to win rookie of the year. I just honestly personally did not feel there were a lot of analysts it. on Twitter that thought he should yeah, win it for that strong five game stretch. I was I very against that, and I'm glad that Garrett Wilson won. I do think Brace Hall would have won it had he stayed healthy. So, like, I, I think at the end of the day, it was going to be two Jets anyways, which got to be great for the Jets. Um, the one thing I will – I saw a lot of players tweeting about this, and I actually kind of agree with it. I'm really looking forward to the day that the MVP can stop becoming just a quarterback award. I know that it's the, you know, the quarterback's the most important position on the field, but – it feels like we it was it since 2012, I think, when Adrian Peterson won. It was the last time that a non-quarterback has won. It feels a little bit ridiculous to me. Uh, not to say that Patrick Mahomes didn't deserve it because he did. I think he was the best player this year. I think Jalen Hurts would have won it had he not missed the two games. But uh, outside of the Jets, was like I, I felt like they pretty much nailed all of the the awards this year. I don't think anybody was snubbed that I can think of off the top of my head. So that was a pretty good job. I did forget one major award before you come in this comeback player of the year, which was Geno Smith. And I apologize. Which so, is an interesting choice, right? I mean, there's no rule that says it has to come back from an injury. He just came back from seven from years. A dead career. I mean, I guess the same way. We could have also called it the fantasy zombie award this year. Right. So I, I don't have a bone to pick with any of the awards. It does. I think I heard that they kind of changed how they count the votes, though, and they're tiering them now. Because, like, Kenneth Walker got the most first-place votes for Rookie of the Year. But Garrett Wilson – so there were a lot of people that – so it seems like Wilson was pretty much one or two on every ballot. Yeah. But Walker was third or maybe even not in there on some And ballot. you know what? I hate that they do that. They do that with the Academy Awards now. You have a preferential ballot, so you basically rank all the 10 instead of picking your choice for winner. I think that's what they've been doing for these awards as well. It is. So, like, I forgot to bring this up because I found this interesting really quick was because I, I noticed this this morning, and I didn't really understand what they were talking about, and then I went and looked at it. Because someone tweeted out, Justin Fields' career MVP votes won, Russell Wilson zero. And I was like, what are they talking about? And I went and looked, and someone actually gave Justin Fields a first place MVP vote this year. And so I looked at it, and they have the list. They have the breakdown of it. And like, uh, I have no idea it doesn't show who actually voted for him. But just the breakdown of like how massive the win was for Patrick Mahomes points-wise against Jalen Hurts. But, yes, that's how they do it now. Like, I don't. I don't know if you can see that. Maybe not. There we go. I like all the votes. That was probably pretty blurry, but regardless, yeah, it's exactly what Matt just said on the voting. So I I like that. I'm happy Wilson won. I wouldn't have had any issues if they gave it to Kenneth Walker. He looks like a bona fide stud. Um, Wilson had some issues at quarterback, still put up great numbers. Bosa, you know, he, he rocked it out. I love there's two Buckeyes in there. Um, pulling in the big the big awards. What I enjoyed most probably was the post award conversation with Garrett Wilson when uh, somebody asked him, "Hey, so what do you think about you and Sauce? How are you? What how you feel about <clears throat> you and Sauce both winning uh, offensive and defensive rookie of the year?" And he literally said, "It means there's a lot of stuff coming from New York or something to that effect." That, you know, the future looks bright and you, you got to agree with him. I mean, Sauce Gardner looked phenomenal this year. The, the Jets defense is pretty good. 
it feels like they were legitimately a quarterback away from being a solid contender. I know the future looks bright, but only if Aaron Rodgers will emerge from the darkness. Uh, I think if I think Jimmy would be satisfactory. I was, I was, actually about to say I was just kidding. Thing, His darkness man. retreat looks like Derek uh, Carr yeah, going to New Orleans. Is he is he on the Der- is he on his darkness retreat? He said the day after the Super Bowl. I still honestly, that's my nightmare. Four days in the dark alone with my thoughts. Thank uh, you. Know. I can't do thirty minutes of that, so <laughs> I can do four days. Uh, it, sounds, um, it sounds so good. The the award that I thought all the, I'm with you all the awards were pretty good. The one that I was probably most excited about was uh, Brian Dable um, because it seemed like there had in recent days developed a lot of competition. There were a lot of guys that did a good coaching job getting some of these playoff teams in, but I just feel like I had zero expectations for the Giants, and going into the season we had zero expectations for Daniel Jones. And now the Giants made it to the divisional round of the playoffs, and Daniel Jones seems poised to get a $100 million second contract. If that's not Coach of the Year material, I don't know what is. Uh, Before we dive into the specifics of picking the game, we are going to go through and um, evaluate a couple of the key positions and which team we feel is stronger in those. But before we get into that, we thought we would start with a few prop bets. Uh, Super Bowl, one of the fun times where you do a lot of these uh, prop bets. Uh, So I'm going to throw these out there and we will uh, go back and forth. You can tell me if you have the over or under. The first one, will the national anthem exceed 125 seconds, Dennis? That's two minutes and five seconds, over or under? I don't know, man. How long is the national anthem usually? I mean, I think they said the average has been like 125 seconds, and that's why they said it at that. And who's singing it? That part I actually don't remember. I knew you were going to ask that as soon as I said it. Let me look it up. Uh, no. What's going on now? Who's singing the national anthem? Oh, I have no idea. I just know Rihanna is looking at Chris Stapleton is singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Oh, he is a country music I'm familiar star. With I'm familiar with him. At least one of us is. He's got a great gravelly voice. Seems like the song isn't really in his range. He's going to have to put his own spin on it because he does have a lower register kind of gravelly voice. So he's not going to hit that really super wide range that you have in that song. Um, I'm going to go over. I'm going to say, I'm going to give it 129. So Matt, over or under 125 seconds for the national anthem. Oh, what'd you say, Dennis? You actually know who this person is. So I'm going to just yeah. go with you. He went <laughs> over. I, I went over. No, let's go over. Yeah, I he's no going to have to massage the song a little bit to make it fit his voice. So, and his uh, style. No I'm idea gonna, who that is. So yeah, I'm going to say over. under. I don't think he's going to try to hold that high note, uh, which is oh, where you usually point. get a lot of people like, trying. And land of the – he's just go free and be done. All right. Next uh, prop bet, who will win the coin toss? Matt, I'll let you kick it off. Whew. I'm going to go with the Eagles. And Tails, if, had, if that's a choice, because Tails never fails. If I, had a, if I had a coin, I would flip it. To see literally because that's that's the the odds of it. It's I don't know. Um, I'm gonna I'll take the Eagles too. Heads or tails? Oh, tails. Why not? I'm gonna take the Chiefs and heads. It's trying to be different. Uh, you know, 
I feel like heads is what it is more often than not. And I think the Chiefs are actually technically the road team, so they're the ones that are going to call it. I feel like that's what people more often call, but I could be wrong. Will the halftime show exceed eight and a half songs? The main artist is Rihanna. They haven't announced any guests. So, Dennis, eight and a half songs over or under? So it's it's what? It's supposed to be 12 minutes. So I, think it, it, I thought it was supposed to be 20 minutes. Well, I, I thought that the actual music yeah. part of it was it's supposed to be 12. I was listening to, um, I think it was uh, Frankie Tadeo on uh, Michael Fabiano's show. He kind of had a little inside information. I think he said it was 12 minutes. So there's going to be an intro from one of her songs is what he said, but she's not actually going to sing it. So does that count? because they're playing an intro uh, from a song of hers. I guess he was he was saying that um, the movement on the first song betting that bitch better have my money was like 450 to one or something like that and it's moved way down to getting like leaning towards the favorite. Maybe it was 50 to one. I don't know. It was a couple days ago I listened to it. Um, I Eight and a half songs. If it's 12 minutes and I'm going to include, you know, that's. It is supposed to be 12 to 15 minutes. They said last year's show was 14. So it's, that's like a minute and a half per song. You know, there'll obviously be some bigger. I'm going to, I'm going to say under, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over because I do think that there's going – you said eight, right? Eight and a half. Okay. Because uh, I do think there's going to be some guest appearances. So there was 14 in last year's. But granted, they had like – what was it? Uh, Eminem, Snoop, 50 Cent. I'm sorry, 11. Yeah. Yeah, 11. Dre, somebody else showed up. I can't remember. Was it Mary, and Mary I, J. Blige? I, I would or, bet yeah. Rihanna will have some special she guests because she's had – and yeah. they're just keeping it under wraps. And Well, and Eminem was up. the – Surprise last year, right? He wasn't yeah. on the bill and then he popped up. I feel like there was somebody else who they didn't mention. Mar- was Mary J. Blige up. mentioned? Just yeah, Mary. Up. It was supposed to be Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, Snoop, and Kendrick Lamar. So 50 Cent was the other one because he did in the, in the club. He oh, showed yeah, up because everybody right. was making fun of him for being <laughs> looking whatever. like a two dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I will go over. I think it'll go slightly over because I do think she'll have at least one or two other people jump in. So I'll go take a slide. So I think Dennis gave us what he thought the odds on of the song that she was going to open with. Um, some of the options I've I don't seen. Think that's what it is. Oh, I've, I've, I've never been... heard of that one. The options I've... I'm seeing here of uh, that you could bet on on this site were Umbrella, We Found Love, Where Have You Been, and What's My Name or Other. Um, so I didn't know if you guys, with your familiarity with Rihanna's canon. If I had to guess on those, I would go with What's My Name. You're muted. I just clicked on. There we go. There we go. Now it's working. I was saying I'm a big Riri fan, and I would definitely. Uh, I think what's my name, or uh, I would put my my money on what's my name or Umbrella. I feel yeah. like Umbrella's the better choice because Drake is actually in what's my name, and so I don't know 
if they if she kicks it off with that and then Drake just appears and then does something of his as well, maybe that's how they do it. I feel like usually when they do this, it's like the one person does a couple of their songs and that's then the next person comes out. So I think Umbrella is a safer bet, but I would put money on either one of those. I feel like it's got to be one of those two that she starts with. Yeah, I like the Umbrella choice too. That was that was one I was going with. Uh, next one, Dennis, to let you kick it off. What will the color be for the Gatorade bath? I think it's going to be clear. I, I think it'll be just water. Or <laughs> Maybe it's Gatorade uh, ice. Surprisingly, clear has hit like three times in the last 12 years or something. Because well, the way it works, and this is harkening back to Frankie Tadeo, is they've got several containers on the sideline with different flavors. And it, and it literally is random as like – which guys are doing the pouring, where they're standing, and, and like what, you know, they're not like opening it up, looking to see, hey, what's this? Now, who knows? Maybe that's, maybe somebody's like, hey, no, I, I put I put a whole bunch of money on red. You got to use this. But Well, that's Matt. He put, he just called red. My yeah. pick was going to be yellow. Um, and I don't know if Matt will get to the end, see if Matt's pick coincides with his Super Bowl pick. Mine is because of who I'm picking, so. We'll find out. We'll find out. Stick around. Uh, Matt, what will the first offensive play be, a run or a pass? Ooh, all right. So you said the Chiefs are the away team, and mm-hmm. you think they're picking heads. So I think they're going to pick heads, and I pick tails to win. So I'm, I'm fully just like going all deep dive into this. So I think that the Eagles win the toss, and they're going to defer. Yeah, that's the word I was. I don't know why I had concede in my head. They're going to defer. They're not going to concede. I hope they don't concede. They're going to defer. So Kansas City gets the ball first, and I think it's going to be a pass to Travis Kelsey over the middle. So let's see. I called tails. Uh, I I just I I think it to me it depends on. Who wins the the toss? Because Kansas City's a passing team. Well, you and, pick the Eagles to win the toss, so and the Eagles are a running team. I'm not, if Kansas City wins the toss, they defer and it goes to the Eagles. And I think the first play is a run. If the Eagles win the toss and they defer and it goes to Kansas City, I think it'll be a pass. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kansas City wins the toss. They defer Philadelphia calls a running play. That was mine. I had picked Kansas City to win the toss, and and I thought they would defer. I'm going to say run with Jalen Hurts. Uh, Dennis, who will have more passing yards, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, or a third option? Uh, Mahomes. Mahomes for me, too. I'm going to go with Hurts. Nice. Who will have the most rushing yards, the uh, – Candidates that are being listed right now are Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, Miles Sanders, and Jalen Hurts. Matt, who do you who do you favor? It's going to be between Hurts and Pacheco for me. Football fans, so the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. 
And as an added bonus for week one, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN, that is TPPN, and get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet this Sunday, that is code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the descriptions for the episode for details. I'm going to go Hurts. I think Hurts is going to have the most rushing yards. So it's all about which script are we buying into? What's the game script going to be? So I, I think it's going to be a Philadelphia win. I think Philly's going to be up. I'm, I've been picking Philadelphia everywhere I've talked. Um, I'm going to stick with that. I'm not, I don't need to save it till the end because people have heard me talk about it since I think, you know, for two weeks now that I think Philadelphia is going to win. That being said, Philadelphia, in order to win, is going to have to control the clock. Um, and so they're going to run. And when I look back at what Miles Sanders has done, where did he go here on my sheet? Um, Sanders. So Kansas City gives up the 25th fewest rushing yards in the NF- NFL. The reason being, is because they also have the second high, they're the highest scoring team and have the second year highest um, points margin over points scored versus points uh, uh, points given up. So they get ahead and the other teams have to throw. Well, Philadelphia, I don't think is going to be in that situation. They have an explosive team of their own. So Philadelphia will be able to run. And Miles Sanders in games where he gets where where they're not playing from behind he doesn't get pulled he gets a decent amount of carries i think sanders is going to lead the be the high yardage rusher in the game uh while nobody except britton covey on either team is on the injury report i have a nagging feeling that hurts shoulder is lingering and mahomes's ankle is lingering neither one of them are serious enough i think to impact unless they get hit just right if if hurts goes down on his shoulder could get a stinger or something if mahomes gets sacked and lands they land just right on his ankle it could aggravate that uh, i think frankly his leg would have to be literally ripped off for mahomes to come out of the game after what we saw when he injured it uh, I, i'm gonna go with sanders i think sanders is gonna have a good game he, he's had a really good year I think Kansas City will be susceptible to that. The, the Eagles have a, a good blocking team. I'm all about uh, Miles Sanders. I'm going with Hertz as uh, the one that I think is going to have the most rushing yards. Uh, Dennis, I'll let you kick this one off. Who will have the most receiving yards? The top four options they give on the board are Travis Kelsey, your boy MVS, A.J. Brown, and Devonta Smith. So I want nothing to do with MVS. Um, <laughs> I love him, but anecdotally, he had a great game last week, last two weeks ago. So you just know anecdotally he's done. Uh, looking at his numbers, 
six of the last seven games, he was under 35 and a half yards, which is his over under, uh, according to, uh, I forget where I went, I think MGM bets, or no, prize picks, 35 and a half yards. So he, he had 111, six catches, 111 yards and a touchdown in, in the division final. He, he's not, I think he's, the, he's, he's just not. Uh, as much as I want him to, I, I just, I can't get on board with two games in a row with him. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to go to Kelsey. The, the Eagles are going to, I think, work to contain Kelsey. Kelsey's still going to get his. His line is 77 and a half yards. A.J. Brown is 69 and a half yards. Devonta Smith is 60 and a half yards. Um, the Chiefs give up, let's see, it's an interesting stat. They give up, um, where is that? The Chiefs, no, that's not the one. The Chiefs give up, I think, the most or the second most yardage after the catch to wide receivers in the NFL. And there's nobody better in the NFL at yardage after the catch than one Arthur Juan Brown. I'm going A.J. Brown for the most receiving yards in the game. Yeah, I'm sticking close with that narrative, but I'm flipping, and I'm actually going Devonta Smith. I feel like he is going to be the one who thrives in this game. I feel like the Chiefs are going to try and slow down A.J. Brown. I, I, Philly has an incredibly good secondary that I do think is going to try and pretty much put the clamps down on Kansas City's passing offense. I think they'll be good. Do not think they'll be great. I think Devonta Smith is going to be the big playmaker for the Eagles this weekend, uh, to I would pick. Yeah, that was my pick too. It was Devonta Smith. Matt, which team is going to score first? Well, since I deferred to Kansas City getting the ball first, I actually think they will drive down the field and score. So I will take Kansas City scores first. Yeah, I'm I I I, I took the Eagles to get the ball first. I think they're I think both teams are gonna score early and then it'll it'll settle down. I think Philly scores. Uh to correct myself, Casey it gives up the fifth most yak yards two wide receivers, not second. I'm also picking the uh, Eagles to be the first team to score. Uh, this one was an interesting one. Dennis, what do you think the first turnover will be? A fumble, an interception, or a turnover on downs? You know, the, the two defenses that rise to the occasion and two offenses that aren't afraid to take chances. Um but also, it's a big game, and I think unless one team gets a double-digit lead, I think there's going to be a fairly conservative approach, in part because both teams just have really good offenses, and they can do some things, so they don't have to get crazy. They're going to make plays. Both teams have playmakers. Kadarius Toney, phenomenal playmaker. Uh, Travis Kelsey always seems to be open. Uh, Brown and Smith, Dallas Goddard, it, it's there's no shortage of playmakers in this game. Uh, I I think the first turnover, um, I think it's going to be, I'm going to go with interception. I think Mahomes just tries to make a play. Bradbury and Slay are just, too good. 
I don't think there's going to be a lot of turnovers in the game, but I think there will be a turnover at least. Yeah, I feel like interception's probably the way to go here because Hertz has those moments too where he tries to force something um, and will throw an interception. But I'm actually going to go turnover on downs. You know, I, I know that both these teams can be safe, but Andy Reid and Sirianni are both very aggressive coaches. And I they we've seen many times that even on their own side of the field, if it's like a fourth and one or a fourth and two, that they'll go for it. And I think it's going to be Kansas City that goes for it. I think the Eagles will shut them down because of how good that Eagles defense is. So I'm actually going to go with the turnover on downs on like one of the first drives as well. I bet Kansas City goes for it and they end up getting shut down. Yeah, the one I was going to go for is fumble. And I think it's because of the pressure that that uh, Eagles front creates. So that was the one I was going with. Matt, the over-under for this game is listed at 49 and a half points. Are you taking the over or the under? I really don't know. It's it's going to sound so stupid to say it this way, but like this game can only go one of two ways. It's either going to be a blowout or it's going to be very closely contested, right? I don't know which way to lean on it either because I – both these offenses are so good. And I think Kansas City's defense is better than we've given it credit. Not necessarily us, but like the media, because everybody's talking about how good Philly's defense is because they are really good. I think they're overshadowing like how good Kansas City's defense is too in times, especially in these big games. I'm going to take the under though. I think Philly's defense is going to really put, I don't want to say put the clamps on, but I think they're going to, force Patrick Mahomes in this offense into situations they've not really been used to this year, much like that Tampa Bay game a couple years ago. I don't expect it to be quite that bad because I do think Kansas City will score, but I think that they're going to be able to limit them a little bit. And I do think the Eagles are perfectly fine, as Dennis mentioned earlier, running the ball and keeping the clock and then just playing really good defense. So I think it will go slightly under. I'm taking the over. I've I've been playing game script in my head and well, I think the defenses will make big plays and timely plays. I just can't discount the playmaking ability of these two offenses. So I, I think, like, I've seen mostly a 50-point over-under. I, I like 49-and-a-half since I'm taking the over. Uh, but I, I just, I mean, if you that's literally, you know, 31-23 and you're over. You know, 30-23 and you're over. So we're not asking um, for, you know, a, a 40 to 30 game or something like that, which it could be. These teams have the powerful offenses that it could be a super high scoring game. I feel like 50 is going to be 49 and a half. I, I think we're going to get there. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the over. Yeah, I'm going to take the over too. But, uh, you know, if it's a tightly contested one like it was in the AFC Championship game, that was 23 20. So, you know, that's tightly contested too. Yeah, I mean, the script that I saw for the game said it was going to be 37 34, which is over. Oh, shit. I need to take the over then. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, That's a mob bad. The last prop bed before we go into uh, more of a specific game breakdown is Super Bowl MVP. Dennis, who is your MVP pick? So it's hard to go away from, you know, the usual suspects. And so often, as, as we saw, what, the last time the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, there were an awful lot of people that thought Damian Williams should have got that MVP. He should have gotten the MVP. And, you know, they just gave it to Mahomes. And 
Jalen Hurts is going to have a, a good two-way game. You know, his passing over under is, I think, 228 and a half or 234 and a half. Mahomes is 282 or 284 and a half, somewhere in that range. Um, but Hertz's rushing yards were, uh, I think, 46 yards. Um, let's see, yeah, 46 and a half yards. And Kansas City gives up the fifth most rush yards to QBs uh, in the NFL this season. Amazingly enough, uh, Stidham, Russell Wilson, and Malik Willis were the guys that went over that uh, 46 and a half number. It's quite a motley crew there. Um, I expected to look and like Josh Allen only had like 27 yards or something like that. It's like, holy crap, Josh Allen's got like 27 yards and Jared Stidham's rushing for 51. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be the quarterback of the winning team. I, I think that that's because I don't see – I. I feel like the Eagles will contain Kelsey. So, like, I see seven for 85 and maybe a touchdown, but that's not a monster game from Kelsey. That's not that's not an MVP-worthy game. Uh, I, I think Mahomes will get his 282 yards, but if he's only throwing two touchdowns and he throws an interception like I, I picked earlier, you know, that's not an MVP-type game. Um, but Jalen Hurts, if he rushes for 60 yards and throws for 225 yards and two touchdowns, rushes for a touchdown, uh, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. I'm going to save mine for the game picks. I don't want to give away my uh, w- what team I'm picking, so I'll let you guys know that. I will say out of the last 10 Super Bowl winners, it's been fairly close, four and four non-quarterbacks and then six quarterbacks. So I don't think it's necessarily has to go to a quarterback, but I, I will save mine for game picks. Yeah, because last year I think it was Cooper Cup, right? Yeah, yeah. Cooper Cup. And then Julian Edelman won it a couple – was that the Atlanta game? No, the Atlanta year, right? Sorry, Atlanta fans. Didn't mean to. Well, Atlanta fans are having a rough go because if they went to go see 80 for Brady, they got to relive that 28 to 3 and find out that it was Lily Tomlin all along who who prompted Tom Brady's comeback. Um I I'm going with the man that I think should have won the NFL MVP, which is Jalen Hurts. Uh so we're gonna go into our game breakdown. Before we do the pick, I'm gonna give uh five kind of key areas, and I want you guys to tell me which team you would give the edge to in these areas. Uh, you know, I think we'll probably see that these teams are pretty close. So some of these decisions are pretty close. First one we're going to look at is quarterback. And I will say I'll give a slight edge to the Chiefs. Matt, how do you feel about Agreed. Uh, I, I love Jalen Hurts, and, and I do think that he kind comes close with his rushing upside, but I, I've talked many times on this show over the past five, six years that we've been doing this. It feels like a decade. I don't really know how long we've been doing it a long time. And I've talked about how, in my opinion, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever watched. That has moved to Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't think you can deny just how incredible that man is. And, and I feel like I'm disrespecting Jalen Hurts in saying this, and I don't mean to, but like I just don't think you can put anybody else in Patrick Mahomes' category anymore. So I think it, I would even say a slight edge. It's it's the Chiefs. It just has to be because they have Patrick Mahomes. It, to me, it feels like it's a 55-45, 53-47 
kind of edge to Patrick Mahomes, in part because of the dual threat ability that Jalen Hurts brings to the table. And the other side of it is that a lot of times a quarterback is only as good as their wide receivers. And Mahomes just doesn't have, other than Kelsey, he doesn't have, you know, a bona fide stud receiver anymore. You know, we may see one breakout in this game, but uh, I don't, I'm not putting my money on that. All right. The next area is running backs. Dennis, which team do you give the edge to for running backs? And this isn't just one player. It would be their group. I, I comfortably give it to the uh, Eagles. I think Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott are significantly better than Isaiah Pacheco, um, uh, Jarek McKinnon, and Ronald Jones, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. At least CEH got activated so that he can watch uh, the Super Bowl from street clothes on the bench instead of uh, back in Kansas City. Yeah, I would. I don't know that it's a massive win. I will give a slight edge to the Eagles because I, I factor. I think you have to factor everything in here. And while I do think the Eagles' offensive line is a tad bit better than the Kansas City Chiefs, I actually don't know that any of those guys have the speed that Pacheco has. Jarek McKinnon, I think, is a better receiving back than anybody on the Eagles. Like all those guys are good. They don't have. I don't want to say elite, but the top end traits that some of the guys in the Chiefs' backfield does. But overall. I do think I would give it to the Eagles. So Jarek McKinnon, until six weeks ago, was running back 57. He's not a better receiver. He's not that much better. I don't care about the fantasy stats. There there isn't that much. There's not that big a gap. He's a jag. So is Kenneth Gainwell, though. Like, Let's not pretend Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell spent a significant time playing receiver in college. I think McKinnon, though, they weren't using him. Exactly. You know, his, it's different he, offense. You put Jarek McKinnon on the Eagles, he's probably doing what Kenneth Gainwell did. So I will say my pick, I think Sanders is probably the best individual of any of the the running backs in the game. And I like the Eagles as a group better, too. I think they have th- three guys who could be three down backs, even though we we don't love Boston Scott. He pounds the rock. He catches the ball. It feels like the Chiefs have a few specialists and a few spectators. Um, we're going to reverse now and talk about uh, receivers and tight ends. And to me, Kelsey's the best individual receiver of any on there. But I think the Eagles have the best group when you have Brown and Goddard and Devonta Smith. Matt, who is your pick? Yeah, it's it's the Eagles. I mean, Kelsey, maybe if it was Juju of a couple years ago, I think it would be closer. But, like, I just don't know how you can put, like, if you were to do a draft today of all the position players or all the wide receivers in this game, it would be Kelsey one, and then you would go through literally probably the entire Eagles wide receiver and tight end room before you got to another Kansas City player. So it's got to be the Eagles. I, don't know, I feel like you did us dirty by lumping the tight ends and, and wide receivers in together. Um, it, it's, it is the Eagles, clearly. I think, you know, while Goddard is a, a good tier, maybe two tiers below Kelsey, um, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown are so much better than what the Chiefs put on the field. And I, I love the talent Kadarius Tony has, but I just – I have so little faith in his ability to stay on the field right now um, 
I, I just, it makes me so uncomfortable. You know, maybe we have a Sky Moore breakout. Maybe this is his coming out party and, and I'm wrong on my picks. Um, but no, it's the, the receiving end of it. It's, it's clearly the Eagles in my eyes. Two categories left. Next up is defense. Dennis, which team do you give the edge on defense? Well, the Eagles led the NFL in sacks by a lot. Um, they've got arguably the best set of cornerbacks in the NFL, um, which seems like they're just going to go to waste in this game because of Kansas City's receivers. It's, it's such a shame. Um Kansas City's defense is opportunistic. Chris Jones is probably one of the best def interior defensive linemen in the NFL. If he's not the top, uh, he, he's certainly the argument can be made that he should be. Uh, and then Frank Clark is still still really good. You know, Bolton and Willie Gay, really good linebackers. Um, I, I like the Eagles as far as the defense goes. There's there's a bit of a gap between the, the them as a whole, uh, but the Chiefs are no slouches. I I think this game matches up really what really well. You've got the better offense versus the better defense, and a good offense versus a good defense. Yeah, it's it's the Eagles pretty easily here for me. I mean, I just mentioned earlier, everybody's been talking about good the Eagles defense is, and we may be overlooking Kansas City's a little bit, but I don't think that Kansas City's defense overall is, is close to the talent and the ability to kind of slow down an offense and, and, and honestly effectively change the game the way the Eagles defense can. So it would be the Eagles for me. Yeah, that's kind of why I went with the Eagles too. They're very opportunistic in, in sacks and turnovers, and we've seen that make a big difference all right our final category coaching head coach uh, i'm gonna give the edge to the chiefs it's hard to go against andy reed matt yeah i mean i, I know sirianni's been in his bag and he's kind of making himself into a villain with the way he's been this playoff run i see a lot of people hating on him but uh, while I think he's proven that he's a better head coach than a lot of people gave him after that opening press conference where he clearly seemed nervous and a lot of people were making fun of him. I think he's kind of put a lot of people's foots in their mouths. But after that, you can't replace Andy Reid's experience in this game. I think that's a massive factor. He's also, I think, going to go down in history as one of the greatest coaches in the NFL. So it's it's Reid by a comfortable margin. Yeah, there is definitely no replacement for what what's he got? Three Super Bowl losses? Two Super Bowl losses. Just, uh, he has more than that. He has one with Kansas City. I thought he had four with or th three Super with Bowl's the Eagles. Two with the Eagles. Oh, I know Donovan championship games. That's right. Yeah, 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 I think he only made it to one Super Bowl with McNabb. Yeah, so, so. There's, so there's no replacing the ability to lose in the Super Bowl. So I get You're it. Still getting there, but that matters. I. It's it's easy to go with the veteran coach and say that that gives them the edge. But what have we heard over the years about Andy Reid? He's not a great clock manager. He he chokes in big games, you know. He he didn't win until he got Patrick Mahomes. So it is is he really that great a coach or did this otherworldly quarterback elevate him and put him in a position to finally win a Super Bowl? Andy Reid is a good coach. He's had tenure at a couple different locations. 
But I think what Nick Sirianni has done with, with this team, he's got the defense playing lights out. They're better. He, he's put together a coaching staff. Uh, he's really developed Jalen Hurts. And it's like a it's like a 51-49 here. I, I, I'm not gonna hedge and say it's even. I'm gonna, but I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it to Nick Sirianni. Uh, just I'm I'm gonna go with the young guy. Andy Reid is indeed one and two in Super Bowls. Made it once with the Eagles in 2005, and is one and one with the Chiefs. And that brings us time to uh, to make our game picks. I think Dennis, you you said you were taking the Eagles. I am also taking the Eagles, so I think the big mystery is, Matt, who is your MVP and who is your pick? Well, unfortunately, it's going to be a sweep. I'm I'm taking the Eagles as well, and it's mostly going to be because of the defense. You know, I know he's had two weeks, uh, so he should be healthier than he was in the AFC Championship game, but a high ankle sprain is not easy to come back from. And how good that Eagles defensive line is, I think, is going to be able to put pressure on Mahomes and and force him to make throws than he's more than ready to, which also, you know, Dennis just mentioned a couple of minutes ago that it's it's kind of a shame that the secondary has to go up against this wide receiver core. I think that's a massive check mark for the Eagles. I don't think they're going to struggle to shut those guys down. And even if they focus on Kelsey, I think Kelsey will get his at the end of the day because he is just that talented. But I do think that they're going to be able to slow down the rest of those wide receivers, which is why I think it's going to go under. But I am taking as my MVP. Devonta Smith talked about, it. I think he's going to go over on his receiving yards. I think he's going to make a couple big plays in this game. I really think the chiefs, as Dennis mentioned earlier, fifth in giving up yards after the catch. I think they're going to do everything they can to slow down AJ Brown. We've seen what he's done for that offense this year. And he's Jalen hurts guy. And I think that's going to lead to Devonta Smith getting opportunities. And if he does, I think he goes off. You, we talked earlier about the way the quarterbacks have typically gotten the MVPs. If this game goes the way that I expect it to, with it being a little bit lower scoring, Cooper Cup won it last year with just 90 yards and two touchdowns, but that last touchdown, massive in sealing them the game. I think we see something close to that as well. I think it's going to be a very close game, a 21-24 to 24 type game with Devonta Smith getting a massive touchdown at the end of the game to steal the win for the Eagles, and he ends up getting himself the MVP as well. Wasn't that the Eagles... Uh... Their last Super Bowl, wasn't that like 27, 24, 27, 20? No, it was more than that, wasn't it? I thought because that was the that was the Tom Brady one. That was Philly Philly. Wasn't it more? Didn't they? Was the score not bigger than well, that? Maybe that was their maybe that was the one they lost to the Patriots. Yeah, their last one, it was a lot closer because it, what was it? Uh Tom Brady drove down the field right at the end of the game. They kicked the field goal, and then Donovan McNabb. It was 41-33. I just pulled it up. Philly beat New oh, England yeah. in the last one. I don't know when they played. You said it was 2005, right? Um, no, that was Andy Reid. Was yeah, yeah two thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah, two thousand five. So that was yeah, twenty four, twenty one. Yes, they drove down the yeah. Okay, they drove down the field right at the end, kicked field goal. I think like Philly had the kickoff return in like two plays, and they couldn't get into field goal territory. Tight, if I'm remembering correctly, it was a long time ago. It was a different game back then. Very much so. Yes. Almost literally. I'm just hoping we we get a good fun game. I'm looking forward to the ads. I'm looking forward to uh, some of the other stuff as well. Uh, but Dennis, you know, if the people go in there and they fire up uh, seven hours of pregame and they have a little bit of time on their hands, uh, what should they do? Well, they should download and they should listen 
And then, you know, make a determination, you know, judge us. Are we smart? You're going to place bets on what we're picking? Or are we a group of morons here? And you're going to be like, these guys, I am betting against these idiots and I'm going to make me some money. But also subscribe, give us a rate, give us a review. You know, we, we love those. They give us they give us some big ups. Um, but download, rate, review. Well, I hope everybody out there enjoys this weekend. And uh, whether you're rooting for the Chiefs or the Eagles, let's hope we get a good game and have fun out there. Fly, Eagles, fly. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Oh, they tackle.